0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. 23 years in the National Football League, and I can tell you this
1: there is nobody that I admire and
0: respect more than Lorenzo Alexander. <laughs>
1: He's one of those guys. He's like a lunch bell guy. That blue-collar pills are coming to work. He's gonna outwork you every single play.
2: 15-year NFL veteran Lorenzo Alexander joins Wolf and Luke to give us the lowdown on the Cardinals and the NFL. Brought to you by your Valley Chevy Dealers. See your Valley Chevy Dealers for the ultimate lineup. Oh
3: baby, what a hit by Lorenzo
2: Alexander! Alright, it's our final segment today with Lorenzo Alexander, and we haven't got to talk to you about this yet, Zo, because as I mentioned earlier, last time we had you on, it was like, all right, you know, Buddha's not gonna play. Well, Buddha played. A lot has changed in the last week because yeah. a week ago when we had you on, I was pretty sure Eno was the number two running back and probably gonna be here for a few years. And by Monday he's uh he's gone, and by Tuesday he's on the Texans. So we still don't know all the details. It sounds like Hard Knox is going to show us. Some detail next week on, right. on the show but just from your experience playing really at any level but specifically at the NFL level I mean I feel like guys get into it with coaches this had to get pretty crazy for him to just be
3: gone yeah you definitely would think it would have to be personal or physical where you step over the bounds and being who Eno is as far as uh, where was he drafted? Yeah, he Seven was, seventh round, round. right. Yeah. So we're not talking about a first rounder or somebody yeah. who just got paid a lot of money, right? And that's just how it is in the world, right? Certain people have longer leashes to be able to cross boundary lines and uh, not have or experience different consequences. So whether it would have been a fine or uh, maybe a game suspension versus getting completely released, um, and so, but yeah, obviously we don't know. We'll probably have have a little bit more clarity on what actually happened, uh, but I can probably shed a little bit more light. I know Wolf has been, obviously, out on the field and has is, and is played as a fullback and special teamer, and that's kind of how I came up as a teamer and a backup guy, and there was many of times I had to you know, step in for London Fletcher or Tremaine Edmonds, and I knew... Once those guys got healthy, that I was going to be back on the bench. Um, Even guys like Brian Arakpo and Ryan Kerrigan, you know, earlier in my career. I knew when those guys got back, I was going to be on the bench. Just from a a self-awareness of who's who, who got paid, right, you just kind of know that without it being communicated. It's it's nice. You know, I think organizations that make it uber clear, um, I know I always talk about Buffalo and Sean Sean McDermott, but I thought he did it best. Every offseason he would tell you this is what your role is right now and this is what you need to be or need to be doing in order to change your current circumstances and then like at some point doing training camp, The coaches will give you like a little report and kind of let you know how they saw you and where you would be. And I think more times that you keep clear lines of communication and have to over-communicate, especially in those times of need, regardless of who the player is and what you think he should know, you – minimize um, these type of altercations that can occur um, because everybody's on the same page. Because it is hard, right? I've been fighting tooth and nail as an undrafted guy to get my shot. I'm working hard. I'm doing everything that you say go above and beyond. I get my opportunity. I shine, right? Oh, you love me. Oh, you tell me that. And then when the starter comes back, I'm not mad at the starter because he's he's back and ready to play, but... I can't get nothing i didn't i didn't i don't I go back to to zero again. You can't put a little package in for me you know four or five plays or whatever whatever it may be where I still feel like I'm part of the team. I just invested a lot. you leaned on me now you're not gonna lean on me at all and so I think all of those things go through a guy's mind and you know again, you have to over communicate. You know, you may, they may even say something to him, but he heard something completely different, right? Especially when we start talking about it was out of character. Guys just don't jump out of character just because their feelings are hurt or their situation changed and there was a lack of communication. It was probably miscommunication. Oh, you said something. I took (laughs) it one way, but you really meant it a different way.
0: Yeah. But once again, too, I would also say this right here, he's not the first guy, nor will He'd be the last guy to say the wrong thing at the wrong time to the wrong no. person.
3: Well, yes, but it, it depends on. I, he's not the only guy either to be cut for doing that. Let's that's, make that. That's it. what I mean. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you got to know who you are yeah. and what your role is, right? So we used to tell these guys about their money all the time, right? When you got a little <laughs> rookie coming in and they see cats that uh, been in the league 15 years on a, a max deal and they trying to go out and get a, a Bentley too. Man, you don't got Bentley money. <laughs> know who you are. Know who you at. I mean, i serious. You have first right. round or free agents trying to be like they are first round trying to hang out with them. And you, can't, you can't do that. Yes. You're not the same dude. Your pockets ain't the same. And so I say that because you got to know who you are within the organization and how much juice you got, right? You don't got Kyler's juice. So don't do what Kyler does, right? Know who you are because you can end up messing up your opportunity now obviously Eno's a good back and he got picked up and had people but everybody everybody doesn't necessarily have that right because coaches I guarantee you Houston called, right, and so at that point, when you come out of character, you then give your power to somebody else to give a, the report of what happened, right, and yeah. so if it was something they, they could have easily said, because coaches talk, man, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to, you know, it was bad, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to, you know, right, and most coaches are going to go off another coach unless the talent is is way up or they really need him. and so I think that's where you know in that moment, you know, and probably if it ever comes up again, being aware of his emotions and what the consequences can be. And I'm not I, I, i'm open right also. learn I'm going to com- still communicate and advocate for myself but I'm gonna do it in a way where um, I don't give my give you my power as far as you being able to kind of misuse it if, if I become a free agent or put you in a position where you feel like I can no longer be on, be on this team and help this team win
2: this is uh, Kyler Murray asked about it yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I've, uh, grown, I've grown, you know, we, we had a pretty good friendship,
1: um, worked together on the off season just cause, you know, we're obviously right down the street from each other, you know, wasn't really, um, not sure on what exactly, you know, went down, but like I guess I, I can't really speak on,
3: it. I don't really have too much uh, knowledge on the situation. He knows. Just say, yeah, hey, man. Just say, I know, I know I what happened. I know what happened, but we're, we're not going to keep up. We're not going to talk about what that happened in house, and that's yeah. where it's going to stay. So he, and yeah, right. That's it. Just say you know. I just, know you know.
0: That's all you got to say right there, man. Because if just I really wanted immediate. to know, all
3: I had to do is call a couple of people and find yeah. out what happened. Right? <laughs> it's not hard. And you in the locker room, and you the quarterback. And you, you just said on, he lives man. right down and the street. You telling me you didn't ask or They didn't ask you. Johnny Strong knows what happened, right? He's
2: not even on the team. <laughs> oh my God,
3: tell him? me the quarterback doesn't know. I mean, he, whatever kicker they
2: got going yeah, out, right now. <laughs> uh, so I think you you kind of drew the distinction though that hasn't been drawn very well this week. There is a difference if you're trying to if you're trying to make an impact on this team and carve out a role and, and you do what Eno has done the last few weeks. There's a difference between okay, James Connors, the starter. Sorry, man, you're the backup. Right. And James Connors, the starter, and you're not even going to seal the field at all. Right. So I. I'm interested to see. They are supposed to show something about it on Hard Knocks next week. If if he didn't see the field at all because it happened early yeah, or, be interesting, or what? I don't know. If it happened after a win, that would be even more strange. I yeah, guess. it'd be
3: interesting. And, and, you know, obviously get all the facts. You know, did he have – he only had one – play, so I don't know it could have been a, a mental mistake or he busted something. Typically that's you know, if you have a couple of those plays, man, you could come to the bench, bro. You don't I don't know what's going on with you today, but you come to the bench. But if you only had one play, I don't know if that's it. Yeah. Either. So it, it'll be interesting once Hard Knocks come out to have a little bit more clarity around what actually happened and speak to that.
0: Yeah, I'll never forget those days, man. Um one mental error was just awful. Yes. It
3: was depending on who it was, <laughs> you pay for Belichick. So yes. you get red dotted <laughs> Belichick oh. Come man, come here, man. Come here. Oh, so this is what you're gonna do with your one play, huh? This is yeah. what you gonna do? Oh man, you just tricked your time off. Now you back on the bitch. You on the <laughs> That's play. Right. R- you did t- two million. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're, done. You're, you're done. You're on the bench. Oh man, oh man. I've I've had some uh, crazy stuff. I know we gotta get out of here. But just like you oh, every at every point in life, you're going to have exposure. You have to be prepared, so it's good exposure because you can have bad. People don't often think about the bad exposure. Oh, I'm gonna can't wait to get my time. Make sure you prepare so when that time comes, Amen, like a Colt buddy. McCoy, right? He's out there throwing uh, uh, dimes, <laughs> Right? You got to be ready.
2: <laughs> so great every <laughs> week, oh, bro, man. Thank you, you. All right, appreciate you guys. Thank you, bro. That's Lorenzo Alexander joining us there for the lowdown. Innings <laughs> Festival is back. The two-day music festival featuring Green Day, Eddie Vedder, Wee are the offspring much more returns to tempe beach park february 25th and 26th tickets just went on sale and you can head to the contest page on ArizonaSports.com for complete details and your chance to win those tickets all right we come back the suns handled the warriors despite 50 from staff last night so what does that tell us it's wolf and luke on arizona sports the local sports leader wolf and luke arizona sports the local sports leader Hi, welcome back to the show. It is Wolf and Luke as we uh, switch gears over to basketball following the Suns' 11-point win over the Warriors. Always nice to beat the defending champs. Big cool. time. How about this? You got the Cardinals beating the defending Super Bowl champs and the Suns beating the defending NBA champs in the span of like four days. Yeah, that's
0: that's great, Luke. Let's hope the Arizona Cardinals will turn their season around, though, and start winning more games than
2: they're losing. I would just like to bask in this as the center of the sports universe for this particular week. Okay. Wins over the Rams and the Warriors. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I'll let you do that okay. on things. Giving the pre-week, of course, to Thanksgiving. <laughs> Thanksgiving month, yes. Uh, James Jones was on with Burns and Gambo yesterday, as he is every Wednesday, and they asked him about Aiton not getting to the free throw line and how much that hurts his overall game. It hurts if you
1: know if, if you can't like it, it hurts a lot uh, if you if that's your game, right? If your team relies on you having a guy in the middle drawing fouls, drawing contact to push you to the penalty. Um, it, it hurts you, um, but you know, for us, I think across the board, uh, we're a team that traditionally doesn't draw a lot of fouls because we're a team that that plays in flow, and, and you have to pick your spots. But we we also don't want. Um, and, and this is a message for all of our guys. We don't want to turn it into a free-throw-seeking contest where all we do is we gauge like how effective we can be by how many free-throws we can draw, how much contact we can get. Uh, because now you put it, one, in the referee's hands, and as we've seen, um, it's it's uneven sometimes. And so if that becomes your game, you become subject to trying to do something or, or manage a game that's out of your control. So you just have to strike a balance. But, you know, there's really no right answer to how how many free throws you should draw and whether or not you should be a free throw team. Um, Each player has a different profile and, and they're successful different ways.
2: See that's that's admirable. I'd rather I'd rather be watching the team that doesn't base their whole game on going out there and seeing how many times they can get to the free throw line. Yeah, but unfortunately, this is the problem with the NBA and what we saw the other night—not last night, but in the previous game where they got outshot at the free throw line twenty-five to four, outattempted. And it's not like the other team made twenty-one more. Yeah. They got more twenty-twenty-one more attempts. If the officials aren't going to do their job, you're kind of forced in a position where you have to try to initiate more contact, and that's a more boring style of basketball. And, like James Jones just said right there, you are putting a lot of your fate in the officials' hands. But unfortunately, that's the NBA too.
0: Yeah, you know it is. Um, honestly, it's not 1988. Okay, it's not 1988, 1988 Hold on. where you're just uh, throw it into the low post, <laughs> throw it into the low post, and go get up and, then, and then get <laughs> and hacked, punch
2: each other in the face. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know, it just it is not like that. And uh, I think we're all thankful that it's not like that anymore. But once again, um, it's. Teams that are physical seem to get rewarded more times than not by getting to the stripe. You know, once again, I'm not saying that's the end-all be-all. I get what James Jones is selling right there. I really do. But, man, I'd love to see the Phoenix Suns get to the line a whole lot more than what they do. And that starts with DeAndre Ayton. It yeah. does. well.
2: And it they, does for me.
0: And he's good. He's a good free throw shooter for a big man.
2: Yeah, he is. And they, they did, as a team, get to the free throw line more last night. Obviously, you're going to get there more than four times. That would have been ridiculous if it happened again. Uh, they actually attempted more free throws than Golden State. They attempted 25, but D.A. did not have any attempts. Here's more from James Jones. I'll always encourage it. Um, like I said, it, it's, it's always a, a, a topic
1: of discussion. It's always is like you want more of all those things. You know, you want more off the dribble creativity. You want more range from shooting. You want more free throws. Um, And that hasn't changed. He knows that um, eventually over time, we hope that we can lead in all those categories. But until then, we have to really make sure that we find a way to be effective until we get to where we want to
2: be yeah that was the follow-up and that was specific to DA that was Burns and Gambo asking if if he would like to see DA uh, seek more contact and, did, and there you go right yes, there. So basically. he
0: basically said that. Yeah. Yeah. We'd like to see him seek more contact, man. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Um, I, I did in last night's game. I did like the double technical
2: that happened, I, of course. We're watching right? the replay. I think it just happened in here as I was playing that clip, too. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, the fact that he was issued a technical fall and so was Troy mm-hmm. um, I, You know what? I loved it because did you notice when they zoomed? in on da um he made eye contact he made eye contact with draymond green and did not look away when draymond green turned around and pretty much at exactly him. what you said I'm You just wanted just saying right from now DA. i know it's so stupid i know it is it's so crazy for so many people right now um i love the eye contact da i love jawing at him right there you weren't intimidated and you wanted him to know that you weren't intimidated and you showed him that um I, I seriously i I think that is a gross spirit right there. For DeAndre and I. I'd love to know if James Jones felt the same way. Just the fact, again, you didn't do anything. You didn't do anything that was bad, in my opinion. You didn't get into a physical altercation at all. But just while you're competing at the highest level our species can generate, it's okay to let the other guy know that he doesn't intimidate. Well,
2: you. it's a good thing because let's be clear, this is chapter two of at least four between these two teams. You think Draymond Green's not going to try and get under Da's skin? when they yeah. play again in January oh. or again at the end of the year. And they, they these teams should, at some point, meet in the playoffs.
0: I saw the one time, too. I saw one time Draymond Green got knocked down underneath, and D.A. was the one who knocked him down. And all of a sudden, he got called for a foul, and Draymond got up and whacked him on the can. Okay, so I'm thinking to myself, what is that? What are you doing right there, Draymond? I just think, again, always
2: trying to get in your head, always, constantly. That's the yeah. point. I'm just going to irritate you. I'm going to irritate. Oh, now I'm going to compliment you. Oh, now trying,
0: we're friends. Trying we're to not get friends. inside of his head, man. And um, Da's got to understand that and learn that and experience it and do something about it.
2: One more from James Jones yesterday, because this has been a topic uh, that's been pretty pertinent the last week or so with Mikel Bridges. It, you know, no Cam Johnson, Mikel having the 31-point game, they asked uh, James Jones, you want Mikel to focus on more scoring opportunities? Always. Um, you know, it's just time to score. There there are a bunch of different ways you can look at it. Uh,
1: Mikel makes big shots for us, and he works his tail off, um, and he's earned the right to make those plays and, and to take those, take those shots and be in those moments. And if he fails, you know, like I said, it's, it's conditioning for the postseason because uh, those opportunities are going to come, and teams are going to try to take our guys away. So so I would, and I know, Coach. The team we've all talked about it. He'd be the first to tell you um, that's an opportunity for him to to make a play, and uh, the next time he won't turn it down.
2: It's funny this this team with James Jones and Monty Williams is one of the few NBA teams I can remember, Wolf. Where it's like we're telling our guys shoot more. Yes. You know, like how, how many yeah. teams out there have one or two guys were like, "Man, I wish this guy would shoot less. Man. He's just killing us on offense." But with James James Jones and Monty Williams, and specifically with Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson, it's like keep shooting. If you miss a shot, you're still on this team. Keep shooting. Yeah, you know, especially too with Mikkel Bridges
0: because um, the wing play, as we all know, just how legit that is in the NBA now and the fact that we have all these positionless teams, for the most part, that are out there. Um, You know, to me, Mccal Bridges represents the future. He does. This is a great two-way guy. A, gr- a guy that is developing so much in on the offensive end and watching him. He's got to be the guy. He's got to be the guy to replace the production of Cam Johnson, in my opinion. He's yeah.
2: got to be that I, guy. I still and think I that guy needs that. to be D.A. Because, because Mikhail, look, but, realistically, but, but you know what, it's got to be a little bit of each. It's not going to be D.A. Um,
0: See, this is yeah. my point. I, I'm coming to a, a realization, once again, that, that it's never going to happen, Ron. It's never going to happen where DeAndre Ayton says, wait a minute, I, I'm seven foot... I, I'm gonna take the ball to the rack. Is what I'm gonna do. It's never gonna happen. He's never gonna have that paradigm shift in his head, in my opinion. And because of that, um, at some point you've got to embrace that and move on. Now, again, I'm not saying move on from him. No, but I'm just not saying that. But deal say,
2: reality of deal what he is. in reality. Yeah. Deal in reality,
0: and say, you know what, Mikel, you you have to become more aggressive. With Cam Johnson out of the lineup, you need to be more aggressive and look for your shot a whole lot more.
2: It is it is crazy because this season, it's been well documented. You've been playing a good chunk of these games now without Chris Paul, without Cam Johnson, all of them without Jay Crowder. So you would think DA's numbers, if anything, would go up. Yes, And he's averaging 14.6 points per game, which is close to a career low. And 7.7 rebounds per game, which is by far a career low, yep. by like three rebounds a game. Yep. That is odd. Also, when you have a revelation internally, you refer to yourself as Ron, not Wolf? Yes, oh. I do. That's that's the real story. I had story to go here. third person there. That- like Deion Sanders. Text us your thoughts to the FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now. Coming up next, we're going to help you set your fantasy football lineups for week 11 of the season. It's our fantasy reality check on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
0: Fantasy is
2: in the world today. Wolf and Luke present Fantasy Reality Check, where fantasy football gets a reality check from 10-year NFL fullback four-time Pro Bowler Ron Wolfley. Alright, we don't have a lot of these left. Fantasy football season's almost over because you figure it probably ends week 14 for most people. Oh done. Any of the playoffs? Yeah. it to be okay I'm <laughs> What am I gonna do together. without
0: the reality check?
2: I'll tell you what, after this we'll talk about Max Williams just to, to make up. little fantasy football in the hey, we'll Max, Max. Can Williams. you go,
0: buddy? Can you go, big guy?
2: Because we need you to go. I regret to inform you as much as I like Max Williams, he's not on a lot of fantasy football rosters. Oh, yeah, right. right. Of course not. Just drive to your point That's okay. Max loves that. He's not on a lot of fantasy. because he's, be on. A, he's on the reality. Once we realize that he is, he grew up playing hockey. He should just be automatically the first pick in every draft. All right, let's start with this game tonight, Wolf. Uh, Tennessee at Green Bay. It's going to be cold. Doesn't seem like it's going to be snowing. Uh, and, uh, off and on, I guess, but not. <laughs> I should say it doesn't look like it's going to be snowing compared to you know what we're going to see in Buffalo if they play in Buffalo. Christian Watson, who they are showing highlights of on one of these TVs right now, just dropping long pass. Passes from Aaron Rodgers finally broke out last week. Four catches, 107 yards, three touchdowns against the Cowboys. So Green Bay is typically a team you load up on in fantasy football, and most people have abandoned them this year. Aaron Rodgers hasn't started in most leagues. Christian Watson was available in most leagues. Have to think he was the most added player this week. But I tell you, if Aaron Rodgers found a guy that he connects with, that's a guy you have to add.
0: Yeah. um, You know what? Honestly, when I think of this game tonight, I think of the line of scrimmage, especially up in Green Bay in November. Eric Henry. What is it supposed to be? 23 degrees. The the low 23. 23 degrees up at Lambeau Field. Um, The Packers rush defense. Get ready for this. Brace yourself. Number 26 and number 28, respectively, in rushing yards per game allowed and rushing yards per play allowed, the Green Bay Packers. This is supposed to be the best iteration of the Green Bay Packers defense in the last six, seven years for Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, they are struggling to that degree inside the box. I don't think that bodes well when the Tennessee Titans are getting ready to unleash the king. King Henry on your butt, especially up on the frozen tundra.
2: Not the guy you want to see come into town. And uh, and unfortunately for Green Bay, that figure like Tennessee loves to play the low-scoring games. I want to get into the cold weather stuff here because it leads into my next game, too. Ooh. In general... In terms of fantasy football, like, I just try to avoid a kicker in a game where it's, like, snowing or raining. right. But in your experience of actually playing at the NFL level, what other positions does the cold really affect? Because I think people look and they're like, well, I don't want to start a quarterback if it's cold. Isn't that really more
0: if it's windy? Yeah. Okay, first of all, look at the most athletic guy on the field. It affects him.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So you love it. I can see the look on your face. (laughs) I loved it. Are you
0: kidding me? Oh, Yeah. Forget about that 4-3. What's that going to do for you? You can't get your feet underneath you right now. You're going to have to stand and fight. That's what you're going to have to do, (laughs) bruh. Now, I'm obviously exaggerating. It's not always like that out on the field. But, yeah, the guy that was the most athletic guy, man, those hammies got tight. They got a little tight right there. And suddenly, so did your calf. And I know they all have heaters, of course, now. They're, they've got heaters. They didn't have heaters yeah. a lot. I mean, nobody had heaters for the most part. Heaters only help Back you so when much when there's playing. six feet of snow. Exactly. But that's that's why it's going to be really interesting to see what happens here these cold. Old weather games but it impacts them and of course receivers trying to catch the ball that's for
2: real that's sort of where i was going with cleveland and buffalo you know you're starting Stephon diggs you're starting josh allen if he's playing i don't know that i'm starting tyler bass buffalo's kicker i mean there's other kickers out there you know like first, first of, of on all, a different if one. if
0: you're talking about that game on sunday you don't want to start anybody you really wouldn't start josh allen no especially with an elbow the, the wind coming off the lake, man. Okay, well, that is where I was going. Are you going? kidding the wind. me right All now? Right. This is one of the reasons why I do believe, based on the the Buffalo Bills have built an offense where they can be a running team. If, in fact, that's so what they want to do. start you Devin to.
2: Singletary is what you're so, saying. There's
0: a good chance you do want to do that, depending on how bad the footing is once again because if they're you're telling me they're gonna get three to six that means you're gonna scrape it off and it's just, it's gonna, just gonna go gonna ahead land. and start yeah. accumulating once again onto the field i've seen it do that so for me no man um i'm not starting anybody up there in that kind of game
2: devin singletary though is, is worth talking about because he is a guy that was just kind of you know he's a good good reality player not a big fantasy player for the first half of last year and then buffalo was like okay we're gonna run the yep. ball more he was huge. And we saw it again last week. He kind of did this again this season. He's decent. You know, you could start him some weeks. He'll get you some points. But he's not winning you any leagues. And then last week he went off, and they just start feeding him again. So maybe keep an eye on Devin Singletary. Yeah, good thought. Got to bring this guy up, Justin Fields. I was looking at just the, the quarterback rankings in terms of fantasy points. He is now a fraction of a point behind Patrick Mahomes for number one overall. And he put up 41 last week. And I can see you shaking your head. <laughs> well, yeah, but no. this, this is it. I mean, if you are a running quarterback and you have to be able to throw, if you just run, you're not going to do that much for a fantasy team. But Justin Fields is like he's one of those guys. You didn't draft him to start, but if you have Aaron Rodgers or if you have Tua who's on bye this week, Justin Fields is like one of the best guys you could be starting in fantasy football this week, and he's playing Atlanta this week. Okay, so
0: you're playing Atlanta right now. The Falcons, of course, um, they've been. A disappointment to me. Uh, yeah, you know what? Honestly, I could see Justin Fields lighting them up. I would figure he put up 41 last week. Probably he's defense, averaging 31. Yeah, um, the Falcons' defense. Last time I checked. They're near the bottom in almost every major metric going on right now. So yeah, you know what? You you definitely would want to start Justin Fields, not Josh Allen. Oh, oh look at that. Oh. A specific
2: start. Justin happened? Fields over Josh Allen. Justin Fields is going to be the guy when they do the stats at the end of the year. Who won the most people their fantasy leagues is going to be Justin Fields because he probably didn't even draft him. And now he's the second highest scoring player uh in the league. Real quick, Philadelphia, Indianapolis. I just want to bring this up because it's such a unique situation. Jonathan Taylor had a great week one. They didn't really do much the rest of the season until last week, and then he went off. How much do you expect Jeff Saturday, who has never coached a game until last week, start to just Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> start Jonathan Taylor to
0: get back to basics? Yeah, there's no doubt about it, man. It's one of the reasons why Matt Ryan is a the quarterback there once yeah. again. Don't get too fancy. Don't um, get
2: too analytical like uh, Jim Irsay was no, saying. No,
0: don't do it as a matter of fact. I, I would expect to see Jeff Saturday adopt an offense that is more similar to 1985. Then 2025 will be okay yep. i honestly think that's what we're going to see that ryan play action attack the line of scrimmage throw the ball i think it's going to be that base
2: we did see it last week and a lot of people i don't want to say we're benching jonathan taylor but they were shopping him in trades and if you didn't or if you were able to get him that might be more than just a one game sample of things turning Big around time man all right, when we come back, what do we learn from Episode 2 of Hard Knocks? We're going to give you our biggest takeaways as we wrap up the show next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, final segment of the show, let's get back into Hard Knocks. We talked about this briefly with Zoe before Wolf. Before uh, We want to get into the Colt McCoy section of this, but... Uh, I was one of the people who was like, okay, we're going to see some know, We're going to need some clarification here. It 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 sounds like that's coming next week. So I assume you're willing to come in on Thanksgiving and do a show, right? So we can yeah. talk about it? No. Oh, okay. No, but All that's right. good. I'm glad you are. Yeah. Well, you I didn't say I'll I was. Listen. I just asked if you were. I'll turn it on. I'll listen to you, Lou. One of those things where I was like, okay, maybe we'll both show up, but I won't. Wolf will, and that'll be funny. Uh, Colt McCoy. Talking about the importance of good preparation. We didn't get to play this earlier. I know this is a, a, a one of the biggest moments of the week for the Cardinals, not just for the uh, for Hard Knocks, but it, you could see this play out in the game. This is what's weird about Hard Knocks in season. You see the finished product first. We saw the game. We saw them beat yeah. the Rams and look prepared and Colt get the ball out quickly and not a lot of pre-snap issues. Then last night we got to see kind of the behind the scenes of how that all happened.
4: I don't want to go into this game if anybody has confusion on what they're supposed to do. If we don't know what to do, and if it's not detailed and dialed in, then we're not going to beat this team. If we know what to do, and if the spacing's right, and you do, what you, you do your job, we'll beat this team. That's the, that's the, we'll beat anybody. That's the bottom line. So when we talk about, like, what can we do, it's just these, it's these little details that are just adding up. What's up, wide out. And it's not one position group be in the place you're supposed to be you get the ball like when you're ready to pull the trigger most of the time somebody's open silent one we're better across the board on all this stuff hey oh yeah wait for me man wait for me i mean like little things hey it's the details of it
0: Man, I'll tell you what, can you just play the very beginning of that once again? Listen to what Colt says. This, this to me, is, uh, I love this right here. This ought to be on a loop inside the Cardinals locker room.
4: I don't want to go into this game if anybody has confusion on what they're supposed to do. If we don't know what to do, and if it's not detailed and dialed in, then we're not going to beat this team. Boom.
2: Right there. We've seen that. We've we've seen what he just said already play out. Just
4: think of
0: how definitive he is when he's saying that, though. And this is before the game. He's so spot on. This is why you have to be a pro. This is why you have to understand how important it is that you apply yourself. And you prepare yourself to get ready to play in an
2: NFL game. He left nothing to chance going into that game. And that's that's why it's so interesting to see the end result. You know, you know watching Hard Knocks last night. You already know the Cardinals won. You know they won the game. You know they beat the Rams. You know what it looked like. Right. But then you see something like that and you're like, Oh, that's why it looked like that. It didn't just happen by accident. They didn't have pre-snap issues for basically the first nine weeks of the season and then suddenly not have them in week 10 because everything just clicked. It was stuff like that. Colt for the entire week walking around being like, and I don't know if it was because he's like, I don't want to go out there if we don't know what we're doing. Whatever it was, he took control of the situation early in the week. See, once
0: again, this is where um, you're just so matter-of-fact. And if you listen to Colt McCoy, he's just so matter-of-fact on that basic. if, If we know what to do, okay, great. If we don't know what to do, we have no chance of beating this team. We have no chance. We have to know what to do. He's speaking just so definitively because he's so right on this and whenever you do that as a leader especially as a quarterback base earnings you've got to be really really careful that you don't um you don't take a truth like that and suddenly turn it into a negative where you're pleading with somebody to do their job as opposed to just demanding in a very cold hard calculated way demanding that you do your job not pleading with you to do your jo- demanding that you do your job, or else. And this is this is the tone that I believe Kyler Murray's got to continue to develop as a quarterback. He's growing, and I believe this is where he's going to be able to learn the most from Colt McCoy. A just boldface demanding that you do your job. Period. You do yours, and
2: I'll do mine. The, uh, Colt McCoy had my favorite line of the uh, the night. This is real quick. This is after the game. They're on the field, right? Everybody's shaking hands, hugging. Okay, Sean McVay comes up, gives uh, Colt McCoy a hug. Colt McCoy's just so happy he just wants to talk about winning, right? But he's talking about it with... The opposing coach he just beat. Finally slowed
4: Aaron down. I told him we have four
2: offensive linemen now. Sean McVay's like, I "I get it. You don't have to tell me. It was (laughs) McVay. We just lost to you. I know you're missing four guys. Thanks, Colt. Uh, This is JJ Watt. This was on the field in the game, obviously against the Rams. Zavin Collins gives a quick little speech. Okay, they're on the field. JJ Watt. Here
3: we go. Let's go. Hey, let's shut them out. Let's be. Hey, let's be dominant.
2: Be dominant. Downhill. Hit him in the face. Let's go. Let's go.
1: Let's get after
0: him. Can you give me this speech again? I missed it. No. Nope. It sounded good. I liked it.
2: So then. Okay. J- yeah. That was Zayvon and J.J. Watt. Okay. J.J. Watt had a very good game. Should have had a touchdown. Had a sack on that play after that speech. Coming
0: to you. It was your Hello. speech yeah, that inspired me to get the sign.
2: J.J. <laughs> Watt was a little... Uh, Sarcasm there. Sarcasm. You all know, i a big fan of sarcasm. Yeah, I know you are,
0: exactly. Yeah. JJ, what are you doing? Don't, don't be sarcastic. <laughs> no, no, I think it was good. That's probably why I got the sack, was really because of the sarcasm. Yes. Um, any other cuts you have for me right there that you'd like to play?
2: I like this one. Uh, this is Kyler Murray. So Set the scene again. This is the offense out to dinner somewhere up, I don't know, I'm assuming Scottsdale, North Phoenix, or whatever, they're all sitting there, and yeah. this, this is where Lasitas Smith is like, hey, man, they, they've just been riding Lasitas all right. episode. Hey, you're, you know you're starting against Aaron Donald, right? Your by first the start.
0: way, Lasitas, are you a rookie? Yes, yeah. you are a rookie. That's interesting. <laughs> he Definitely. Did you was... expect to play this season at all, Lasitas? No. no. Lasitas <laughs> himself said no, he didn't. Um, oh, you are playing, by the way, and your very first game is going to be against, oh, I don't know, maybe the best football player ever. <laughs> and
2: they just kept calling him 99, which I know they do anyway, but like that just makes it so much more ominous. So you're going to be attacked by a number all game. So he's sitting there, and he's like, hey, they're going to give me some slack, right? And Calvin Beecham's just looking at him like, all right, you're going to find out and the hard the way. for
0: the record, I'm not saying that he is. Lawrence Taylor, to me, is the best football talking player about. Ever, you're, you're talking okay? about all timers here, though. I'm just saying.
2: Uh, so Kyler Murray, I don't, I really I'm gonna have to rewatch the episode at some point. He just like appears because he's got a hood and he's kind of like tucked in the corner of the table. He just jumps in with this for uh,
3: Lasitas. Yeah, got me today because I'm I'm trying to play off the D line and like, I'm trying not to take too long and I'm trying not to you leave think it too early. much. Exactly. You think it too much. It's a screen. I
4: know. Set. Punch. When he goes, you go. It's called having, you know, some bait, some bait about you. You feel me? Bait his ass. You feel me? Like, bait him up the field and then release. And then when you release, go take a head off.
2: That was pretty definitive. That was Kyler sitting with the offensive lineman. Can
0: I just be honest with you right now? I would have never thought that was Kyler Murray. Listening to the inflection and the tone in his voice. Very animated. That's how I want. No, it was animated, but it was very direct. Yeah, as well. very
2: definitive. Yes. It was
0: very definitive. There was no pleading in that whatsoever, man. I,
2: I. And that wasn't on the field. That was sitting there I, at dinner.
0: I love that, and I also saw that too because they were sitting there with some vets as well. Rodney Hudson was one of the guys yeah. sitting there at the table.
2: It looked like it was the whole offensive line. It
0: looked like the whole offensive line, man. I love that. That's that's very definitive from Kyler Murray right there. I would not have even guessed that was Kyler. That's cool.
2: All right, that's it for us. Thanks to Lorenzo Alexander for joining us. Thanks to Aaron Maloney, Jesse Morrison behind the glass. For Wolf, I'm Luke. we got Burns and Gambo next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.